It's time for our halftime report, brought to you by United Community Bank on 97.5 Glory FM. Our United Community Bank customers have spoken, and we like what we hear. We're beyond grateful that United gave us the opportunity to build our new home. They're more than a bank. They're a trusted partner. United clearly listens and understands my goals. Doing the little things. That's how we've built award-winning customer service and trust, one customer at a time. United Community Bank, where the little things make a big difference. Visit UCBI.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 421841. It's flu season in North Georgia, and now is the time to take care of yourself and get your flu shot at Riverside Pharmacy. Nobody wants to be hit with the flu bug, but if you haven't had your shot yet and you've been bitten with the flu, the pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy in Gainesville can help you too. They can fill your prescription with expert care and have you up and going before you know it. And they're your headquarters for all of your over-the-counter needs. Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Hey, it's Coach Mark Richt here. Everyone knows defense wins championships. And if you're not using EMC security to defend your home and family, you need to step up your game. They're who I use for home security and cameras, and you should too. I've scouted them all, and there's no better choice. With EMC Security's no contract and local service, they are a clear number one. So give them a call or visit them online at emcsecurity.com. That's emcsecurity.com. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at siphonlogistics.com. And we're back here at halftime at Cherokee Bluff High School. Senior Night Joe, when he gets back from his break, will be bringing us all the details of all the seniors playing their final home game here at Cherokee Bluff. No matter what happens, they'll probably be on the road in the state playoffs if they make the playoffs. So this will be their last game played here at Yona Field. It's been all Cherokee Bluff in the first half. And time now for the Long Street Cafe FCA scoreboard. We've got a lot of scores to report. Oh, yeah, and uh, uh, one game that I was kind of hoping we'd get some uh, reports on was down there at Johnson playing Druid Hills. I think Johnson has a good chance to win that one. Well, I thought so, too, until I uh, talked to Coach Wayne Morrell. He said that Druid Hills had turned things around just like they had. They're 5-1-1 one one going into that game. Wow. The, to die that's, against that's, Johnson. That's one of their better seasons in a while. A long time, yes. Uh, Lumpkin and White are tied at 21 at halftime. Don't you know there's some excitement at that one? White County scored with 30 seconds remaining in the first half of a 10-yard trip. Nick's touchdown pass to tie the ball game going into halftime. And I believe that was in Lumpkin, right? That's in Dahlonega. Wow. Uh, Jefferson is all over. Loganville, 42-7. And not yet halftime there. Uh Gilmer and Dawson are having a, a slugfest. It's 10-7 Gilmer. Uh, That's not, what you expected to, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> and that one's at uh, Ella J, I believe. It is. And with that, Coach Standard plays keep away. I think the Tigers may have had the ball twice so far in the first half. Yeah, and scored on one of them. <laughs> and uh, 
with uh, <clears throat> Chesty having a tough time on homecoming with Cedar Shoals down 31-7, now nearing halftime. Been a tough second quarter. They've committed several turnovers, and the Jaguars taking advantage of all of them and leading, as you said, 31-7 at half. It's uh, homecoming for the War Eagles, too. Right. And uh, – and Buford is leading Dekula at the end of the first quarter, 21 nothing. Haven't gotten anything new on that one. Uh, but, uh, De- you know, Dekula's the whipping boy this week for Buford being upset over losing last week. And it's uh, back-to-back road games for Buford, but all in Gwinnett County. Trying to get a score from the Pickens-West Hall game. I'll try to get that for you here yeah. during halftime. Yeah, and I haven't gotten anything on Lakeview and Riverside Lakeview either. Lakeview big time on Riverside in the first half. Yeah. And uh, Riverside just can't score. Just flat out, they cannot score a point. And their first year under their new head coach. And uh, things aren't looking good for the athletic programs at all there at Riverside Prep right now. And it's all Lakeview Academy. So they'll win that GIAA game. And, and that... In that class game, you know, Ron, there's five teams in that region there. They're in class AAA in the GIAA, in the Giza. And you've got Riverside Prep and Lakeview. You have Bethlehem Christian, uh, which is the number one team in the state. You have George Walton Academy and also Loganville Christian, the five teams in that region. Yeah. And you have Bethlehem Christian, the number one team in the state, undefeated. Wow. And then another local team that we don't really hear much about, Lanier Christian, they're playing King Ridge. Christian and I haven't gotten a report I think on you that said one. We hear it, but not care about. We he- don't hear much about. Yeah. Make sure you heard that right from Ron. Yeah, he said that. Yeah. yeah, they just don't get a lot of ink in at that level of play. Well, it's uh. difficult to get information from them for Coach Bruce Miller team who uh, having a decent year, but they had their quarterback get hurt, which is really hurt the Lightning. But they and usually on those teams, there's not much depth. Yeah, Ron, they lost. They lost the late last week, fourteen to seven. So they had a great showing last week. Yeah, but I mean, I was going to say, usually when you get a player hurt, uh, right. you don't have a lot of depth behind them. A- absolutely, and absolutely. That's uh, that's all I've got so far uh, in the games tonight. To and in baseball, the Astros came back and beat the Rangers and won all three games in Texas to take a 3-2 lead in the uh, AL uh, championship series. Also, of course, uh, Ronnie Mitchell one score, Gainesville leading Shiloh as they remain undefeated in the season, number one in the state of Georgia. Their last game at City Park during the regular season, they'll be on the road for the next two weeks to wrap up the regular season. Uh, they've got North Forsyth and Jackson County in the last two games of the regular season on the road. And so for the Elephants, undefeated so far this season. We've got much more for you here on the, on the United Community Bank Halftime Report or after this two-minute time break here on 97.5 Glory FM. Our United Community Bank customers have spoken, and we like what we hear. We're beyond grateful that United gave us the opportunity to build our new home. They're more than a bank. They're a trusted partner. United clearly listens and understands my goals. Doing the little things. That's how we've built award-winning customer service and trust, one customer at a time. United Community Bank, where the little things make a big difference. Visit UCBI.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 421841. This is Representative Lee Hawkins. You're represented to the state legislature. I want to wish all the local athletes in our area the very best this season. Your team is very important to the success of our community, and I look forward to seeing you play this year 
and to see what you accomplish in the classrooms and in the community. I also look forward to serving you and your family in the state legislature. This message paid for by the committee to re-elect Lee Hawkins. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Ear Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedearsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue. Now, more of the United Community Bank Halftime Report on 97.5 Glory FM. And back here at halftime at Cherokee Bluff with the Bears on top of East Hall, 35 nothing celebrating. Senior Knight and Joe was talking about while you are gone. This is the last game these seniors will play here on this field. Even if they make the playoffs, they're going to be on the roads. This is a very special night for them. It is, and it's nice to have them walk across the field with their parents and some siblings before the game, get recognized from that. They had pretty cool because as, as one group had come off, the next one, and they say their name, and then they flicker the lights real heavy as, as they came across it and stopped, and you get pictures taken. Coach Jones would meet them out there, have his picture taken with them, and they have these big – the big head, as they call them, uh, blow-up things or, or uh, uh, cardboard blow-ups of the of the kid's head, uh, like a big fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> and those uh, the parent was toting across as they came, came across. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, the, the seniors, they got 21 this year that have been with the program all four years, obviously, Cherokee Bluff. And Coach Tommy Jones recognized Ryan Graves, number one. He's played tight end, defensive line, a little bit everywhere. Asher Wilson's quarterback, senior, number three. Um, he um, plays mainly on the defensive line, but will play some offense side, number five. Then you come down to Tanaka Makono, number nine, wide receiver, defensive back, mainly on the wide receiver side. We'll see him in a few months in basketball and baseball. Jack Hamilton, number 11, a tight end in defensive line. See him on the defensive line all the time, Jack Hamilton, we see. A.J. Schultz saw him early at the wide receiver, number 17, is a senior. Ty Corbin is a senior. We see him at running back and defensive back and receiver. Had the interception early. And the receiver, uh, punt returner, kick returner, number 18, Wyatt Hayes, number 19, plays on the offensive and defensive side of the football. Austin Essex, a tight end and defensive line. He's a, a senior, number 20. And you got Connor Hulsey, of course, the senior running back, number 12. Uh, he's, excuse me, number 22. Then number 23, Jalen Carroll. He's a running back and defensive back. He has the other touchdown uh, tonight with Connor. Logan Holmes, wide receiver, defensive back, number 24. And we'll go down to number 36, Jeremiah West, long snapper and defensive line. Number 37, Ion Mansour, wide receiver, defensive back. Only probably see him here in the second half. Now he's number th- 37, Ion Mansour. Uh, other side of my chart, Parker Walter. Offensive defensive line, number 53, is a senior this year. 
You got Noah Davis, the center, anchors that line for Coach Tommy Jones, number 56. Will Hansen also on the offensive line, number 57. Uh, Caleb Williford also on the lines, a senior, number 70. Uh, James Williams, a senior, tied in defensive line, number 81. Michael Arbor, the place kicker and punter, number 84. And last but not least, Paul Lasutis, kicker and punter. We saw him last time. He wears number 86 for Cherokee Bluff. Uh, congratulations to all of them. What a great career they have had. This is year number six of this program. So uh-huh. they've been here basically from the middle school all the way up. But all the way up. Yep. That's, that's pretty cool. They've been here in, you know, the after what the first couple of years, they've, they've had a really, really good program. Coach Tommy Jones has been here from the outset and has done a very good job building the program. We've seen them in the playoffs, and they just continue to play and get better. And uh, congratulations to those seniors on a good career. Uh, not great uh, news from Druid Hills. Druid Hills on top of the Knights, 21 to nothing at the half. Um, then we go on down here. I had a score. It's 28-14, Madison County on top of East Forsyth. Um, Raven County, 24 to nothing. Stevens County over Hart County. Uh, I guess it's a region game, 28 to nothing at Hart County. Commerce, 35 to 7 over Elbert County. I think I mentioned that one a minute ago. Prince Avenue on top of Oglethorpe County, 21 nothing. Uh, Ebron Christian's beating everybody, it seems like, this year. They were beating Franklin County, 43 to nothing. Uh, Union County and East Jackson tied at 14 at East Jackson. Um, that's my scoreboard updates here. Uh, who's East playing again? Who's that? Who's East playing again? Easter Jackson? Um, I didn't catch who they were playing. Let me get back to That's it a here. class double A, region eight double A game. Yes, it is. Um, hang on a moment. You know, mentioned the I Commerce mean. at Raven County games. All four of those teams at region mm-hmm. play in the state playoffs because when well, they got things separated there in Class A. Right. Um, Union County, excuse me. Union County. Got okay. Union County and them. And um, you know, Cedar Shoals, we mentioned that one. I'm in to go 31-7. Jefferson on top of Loganville, 42-7. We'll see the Loganville team down at Flag Branch next week in Athens uh, Spartans, the Athens Academy. Uh, 35 to 14 over Banks County. Banks County is still in the hunt for a playoff spot. Monroe and Oconee County are tied at seven, and North Oconee up 21 nothing over Walnut Grove. Was that again that Walnut Grove score was 21 21 nothing? Well, not as bad I thought. I thought it, I thought it'd be a lot worse than that too. I did. So there in the region, you've got North Oconee leading Walnut Grove, which we thought that would happen. And then the same thing, Madison County on top of East Forsyth. That'd be the Broncos' third straight loss, Joe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that means that game on November the 3rd with North Hall and East Forsyth we're going to have for you in two weeks. That's going to be huge. Well, and, and look, if you if you looking at it tonight, you got North Hall County, obviously, they're 5-0 coming into tonight. They'll be 6-0. North Hall and East Forsyth are 4-2 coming in. If East Forsyth win, loses tonight, and that makes them four and three. North Hall would be in second place, uh, possibly if Madison County wins. They'll be tied back with Madison County in two in second place. Um, and then East Forsyth. Then you've got Cedar Shoals and Cherokee Bluff both at three and three. Cherokee Bluff will go to four and three tonight. Cedar Shoals is probably going to go to four and three. Madison County's three and two, probably go to four and two. So it may have another three-way tie. Uh, tonight, you never know. Never, you just don't know what's going to happen in well, this race. You look at you mentioned it. If Madison County holds on for that win, they're tied with North Hall for mm-hmm. the number two spot, but they got the advantage after beating North Hall yep. last yep. week. Mm-hmm. That would knock the Trojans out of a home field 
game there in game number one in the playoffs, but we still got two more weeks to play. Exactly. And and the, the I think, like you said a moment ago, it's got, um, North Hall's got to take care of they, they got to go down on a Thursday night next week yes. uh, against Cedar Shoals down in. in uh, um, and if they win that game, they're in yeah, automatically. They, they get in there and then they'll, they'll have that huge for placement against East Forsyth, uh, whether it be second, third, or fourth the last week of the season. So at North Hall, we'll, and we'll have that game for you. So it's a. Uh, Still, it's, it's wide open race still here with two, three games left, that's for sure. Well, these two teams here we're seeing tonight, East Hall plays at home next week against North Oconee, mm-hmm. finishes on the road at Madison County, mm-hmm. while the Bluff has next week off. Then they'll be in Bogart against North Oconee the final game of the season. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's, say, let's say they are going to win this one right here. They, let's say they lose, which everybody thinks they will in two weeks to North Oconee. They go four and four. They got to hope that East Forsyth loses another ball game. Right. And they can get into a tiebreaker or get into that number yeah, four spot. Exactly. Exactly. And, that, you know, that that's uh, – I don't want to say that's about the only way to get in, but it is probably the only way they can get in. And East Forsyth, you know, loses one more ball game and then have the tiebreaker over them. And, but, you know, Cherokee Bluff there, again, has still got to take care of business and win, in, win their last couple of ball games for sure. And that's why, again, you see this – you heard from Coach Jones. You, you know Tom as well as I do. You – how business like he was there, and you see yes. his, his brother Phil was here also. Yep, saw Phil earlier in the, earlier before the game started. Looked down and I saw saw a guy that looked like Coach, uh, and because they look a lot alike. And I saw a guy and he had his Parkwood, his Brookwood, excuse me, Brookwood uh, uh, pullover on with his Brookwood Broncos. He's the head coach there. I knew him when he was in Banks County for a year, and and really really super nice guy. And and their dad coached at uh, Brookwood years ago, and so and Phil football coached with Tommy at Lufkin County. Yes, I did. They did. Yep, sure did. And just a really, really good family. All of them extremely close nice folks. Family. And just, uh, and yeah, they are close-knit. Yeah. And the dad still loves to watch him, watch him go. That's hey, you sure. love this story. I talked with Tommy last week about his daughter. Remember her play basketball here yeah. at Cherokee mm-hmm. Bluff. She was going up to Covenant College. Yeah. And playing basketball there. And he said, oh, Mike, she's not getting much playing time. She's not going to probably play this year. But she got an internship. Yeah. She's a ma- majoring in sports management. Oh, good for her. She got an internship with the Clemson football team. Wow. Yeah. How about that? So That's neat. With, with connections there, Coach Jones knows Dabo Sweeney. There you go. And was able go. to get her an internship there. And think about how valuable that oh, is that's right there. Well, you learn a, learn a ton of stuff. I, You know, not to not to dwell on me, folks, but I tell you what, I, I was able to go to a – when I was doing my trainer deal back in high school and college, I was able to go to, to Clemson for a week years ago, way before uh, Tommy was there, back in the Danny Ford days, and got to go up and work with their uh, legendary trainer. And uh, did work with the folks up there for a week, and just a really, really fun process. And if my blood was not that deep red, I probably would have been a Clemson Tiger, because uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And, and, and the, the trainer said, "If you come to school up here, we'll take care of you." And I just uh, didn't want to be that far from home, so I stayed at True McConnell, and then went down to Georgia College and finished up, and uh, enjoyed those and had had some good good times at those schools, that's for sure. And, you know, you mentioned Dabo. Dabo came to speak to us because they had several Clemson folks uh, on staff in Hardyville when I was recreation director in Hardyville. And Dabo came to talk with us on his low country tour, so to speak. And he spoke with us for about an hour and then had individual ta- But I fell in love with the guy that day just because of his Christian background, just a really, really uh, positive person and just a good man. And, uh, you know, that, that's, those are the kind 
that you pull for constantly. And uh, when and, and he tells it like it is. He doesn't pull any punches. Yep. But, uh, you know, he's not a big fan of NIL. He's going to have to get on board on that to, to keep competing with everybody else. I heard Josh sure. say at Longstreet a couple of Saturdays ago, he, he's going, he was eating breakfast, and I heard him say, he said, he said, Dabo, he said, you know, friend, friend of mine, he said, he's got to get into the NIL. Yep, he's he's going to be competitive. Yeah, he's going to have to. And, and that's on the way nowadays you can compete, just pick these kids up wherever. I th- and, you know, changing sports here, I think that's going to help the Georgia basketball team, men's team, this year because they picked up quite a few good players. Nice segue there. We're talking about the, the portal there when it comes mm-hmm. to transfer portal. Yep. And with that, we're, we're going to have Georgia State basketball yep. next Sunday. Next Sunday, yes, Dave's gonna be busy, isn't he? Yes, he is. <laughs> as we get through with our uh, all of our church services at two p.m., we'll be the flagship yep. for the Georgia State Network. They got an exhibition game there at the GSU Convocation Center. Right. First game of the season there, of course, for Coach Hayes and his team. A lot of players are transfer portal this year. They'll play Morehouse. Morehouse there about that? from the coliseum there mm-hmm. the convocation will have that action for you starting at 2 p.m next sunday october 29th then joe and i are going to get very busy between <laughs> high school basketball starting on the 14th of november yep. georgia state basketball and university of north georgia basketball we got a lot going on as we bring you more local sports coverage than any of the radio stations in north georgia mm-hmm. coming up next we continue with our halftime report here from cherokee bluff Halftime score is Cherokee Bluff 35, East Hall Nothing. You're tuned to 97.5 Glory FM with the United Community Bank Halftime Report. Our United Community Bank customers have spoken, and we like what we hear. We're beyond grateful that United gave us the opportunity to build our new home. They're more than a bank. They're a trusted partner. United clearly listens and understands my goals. Doing the little things. That's how we've built award-winning customer service and trust, one customer at a time. United Community Bank, where the little things make a big difference. Visit ucbi.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 421841. When energy efficiency is done right, the advantages are dramatic. At Jackson EMC, energy efficiency is integrated into every facet of our Right Choice Home program. From how it's designed to the way it's constructed, saving you money each year on your energy bill. Talk to a certified Right Choice Home Builder to learn how energy efficiency is built into every Right Choice Home. Right Choice Homes. Energy efficient. Guaranteed. And only from Jackson EMC. Change can be bad or change can be good. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. In serving Northeast Georgia for more than 48 years, we've learned that while change is inevitable, it also brings opportunity. Just look at the bad changes of the pandemic that helped lead to improved technology and innovation. Let Duplicating Products help you find the opportunity in the changes that may affect your business. Give us a call at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. It's flu season in North Georgia, and now is the time to take care of yourself and get your flu shot at Riverside Pharmacy. Nobody wants to be hit with the flu bug, but if you haven't had your shot yet and you've been bitten with the flu, the pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy in Gainesville can help you too. They can fill your prescription with expert care and have you up and going before you know it. And they're your headquarters for all of your over-the-counter needs. Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Fourteen nothing Lakeview. Joe just gave a score there. Fourteen fourteen nothing Lakeview. Was that all? Okay. Yeah. Thought it was twenty. Okay, we got that. So Lakeview leading Riverside from that standpoint, the GIAA, and Lakeview. We'll see. I don't know how they're going to do things in that in that classification because there's only five teams 
in that region, Joe. They got the number one team in the state at Bethlehem Christian in that region. They'll get ready for basketball at Lakeview with brand new coach Benji Wood coaching the Lions. Yep, man. looking forward to that. Well, it'll be an interesting season. I think that you know, all across all county, I understand that West Hall with Coach Chuck Graham, who got the job down there after Bobby Pless uh, semi-retired, um, and Chuck Graham down there, and they've had a couple of players I think that's moved in. I understand. Yes. And uh, they ought to be pretty talented. If, if I know Chuck, he'll mold those kids into good ball players. So it ought to be a competitive year. Jarvis Davenport, North Hall, and I'm going to try and go week after next on that, or, yeah, week after next on the Wednesday media, media day and just, you know, say hey to some of them, tell them we'll see them sometime this season because Mike and I will start two weeks from Tuesday yes. covering basketball. Dawson County and Fly Branch, and it's going to be interesting to see. Brand-new coach at Fly Branch, the boys, mm-hmm. David Hawkins. David Hawkins. I've known David since he was in high school at, I believe, Gainesville or Johnson. 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 He played with Jimmy Lawler, who's AD at Fly Branch. So I've known David forever, played softball against him, all that stuff. He's been around forever. He's been the assistant down there forever, and now he's got to get his uh, shot at a head coach. Wish him the best. Wish all his, our coaches His first high school head coaching job. Yes, it is, and he's been coaching for a long time. You know, as, as most coaches do, start on the middle school level and move up. Well, I say that he did coach the softball team, didn't he, at Gainesville High? I think he probably did, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. All right, for the first time tonight, we'll see Jaden Hernandez for East Hall do the kickoff. you got Corbin and Landon Kent back, the starters back for Cherokee Bluff. The head official, Ray McAllister, will toot his whistle and say, give it a hit there, young man. He does his thing, checks with his partners. Well, we'll Toots his whistle, and here it goes. Hernandez checks with his line. He'll trot up, kick the ball. A little pop-up, it'll come down short, but over the top of the head and bounce, and then out of bounds at the 10. So that'll be one of those that they can take it at the 35 or have them kick it again. Probably take it at 35. Let's see what the, I would think so. Let's see what the bluff does here. You know, Except for the pick. They scored touchdowns every time they touched the ball mm-hmm. in the first half. That's exactly right. And that pick was one of those errant passes probably shouldn't have been thrown because, as Gary said, it was thrown into a crowd of white jerseys. Yeah, that's, that's one he wishes he had back. Yep. Nice job by Parker Worley to make that interception. Kind of tried to save the touchdown for him at that time, or, or it could be 42 to nothing right now. All right, starting here in the fourth quarter, we'll start at the 35. Cherokee Bluff will have it first and 10. Was I wrong? They're going to come out to the 40. No, now he's backing up to the 35. Yeah, he's backing it up there. Be first and 10. Lost where he was on the field. <laughs> Asher Wilson is your quarterback, and you've got the same starters in the backfield, Caleb Cooper, Connor Hulsey. Two wide outs on the near side, a tight end. And off right in the ball in the middle field, grabbed a bunch of jersey. Number seven running back, that's Rylan Ackerman. He runs up there for about a 17 yards across the 50 to about the 47-yard line of East Hall. Somebody grabbed his shoulder pad and, yeah. and, and yeah. couldn't hang on. He just squirted out of their grasp and got a first down. Well, and he come close to a horse collar. Good, good, strong run there by Ackerman. That way they had it, but I thought, kind of agree with Ron, I thought they were going to pull him backwards. He was able to get out of it and run straight up the middle behind Hanson, Davis, and Waldrop and get the big first down at the 47-and-a-half. High formation. Wilson going to hand off to Ackerman again. Ackerman stutter steps, hits a man head on, spins at the 40, goes down to the 39 and stacked up right there at the 39-yard line. You know, East Hall is just, they, they are not doing a good job yeah, of wrapping up. And, I see and, the, and, and the bluff may have something to do with that because they're, good, 
They're good, strong runners, but they're just bouncing off of those East Hall yeah. runners and picking up another three, four yards. Well, well the last one, Gary, was that he was running toward, he was being blocked and trying to tackle him at the same time. And uh, that makes it a little tough to try to tackle a guy when you're yeah, being true, blocked at true, the same time. True. Line judge on this side having a conversation with one of the players that was wanting to have a few words and do a little taunting, if you will, in between plays there. Oh, it's going to be a first Big down. number 66, Jaden Mahaffey, comes across and makes contact with the offensive line, and that'll be a five-yard penalty and give them a first down at the 34-yard line, first and 10, 33-yard line. Just where we spotted out right dead in the middle of the field. I'm just wondering if that's a hard count or something he's giving. Might be. Mahaffey's wanting to get in the backfield. He's a big Mahaffey's a big old boy too. If you look at him there at that uh, left side defensive tackle. First and ten, the thirty-three yard line. Kemp was in motion. Direct snap back to number eighteen, Ty Corbin. Corbin sprinted across the thirty and then got hit head on right there at the twenty-eight or twenty-nine yard line by several white jerseys. One of those white jerseys is number four, Demarion Tatum. Second down, about five yards to go now. Got to get to the 23. They're at the 28. I'm going to have Millsap split out far to the one side, Blade and Jackson to the near side. Ball basically in the middle of the field. I formation behind Wilson. You've got Cooper, and you've got uh, Ty Corbin. Going to pass this time. Oh, in and out of the hands is number eight, Braylon Jackson. Slip. Looked like yeah. he slid, slipped down a little bit there, Gary. He did. He slid down and couldn't quite get back on his feet in time to make the catch, and he knew it. Did you see him come up? Kind yeah. Of, oh, he, he, he might have had, a little bit he like, oh, had six if he gets yeah. that one. Yeah. It's a good little down and back in, a little curl route. He cut, as he cuts, but tries to stop and curl back in. That's when his foot slipped out from under him, and he got his hands on it, but it went awry. Well, it's getting cooler down here so yeah. you might get some more condensation wind's on the still blowing pretty good i see on the flags yeah, on the far the side there. on the far side yeah. yeah third down now about five yards to go high formation two wide outs waiting on the man now whistle rolls out the far side nobody there cooper gets the pass reception down to the 20 a flag comes from way back the guy that's standing in the back, the back judge back at that goal line throws it in from way back there, lands it to 17. Yeah, and that may be one of those Ron Poole unnecessary penalties kind of thing. Yeah, there, really. He was wide open. Yeah. I mean, and had a big field in front of him. Well, and at that time, Wilson had a lot of It's good fake. Everybody bit on the fake, and Wilson rolled out the far side. There was nobody there, and Caleb Cooper was wide open, caught it, and sprinted across. He got the first down down to about the 20, but I believe that one's going to come back. It is. It's going to be a pass interference on uh, the offense. Uh, yeah, How about that? Well, what that was is the pick. Uh, the pick. The, yeah, the pick right there. For the guy that moved and got Cooper with that wide open, they set the pick on him. Yeah, you can do that in basketball, but yep. it's kind yeah. of brown. As long as you're you, not can, you can do it in football, but you can't. You can't be obvious about it. You can kind of, you can kind of just get in the way, but you can't hit them. That's a big one there. So that's going to be third down and about 18 yards to go now. For Cherokee Bluff, well, nine forty-seven in the quarter. It just occurred to me you can do just about anything in football if you're not obvious about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. you can. But can't. that one, that one, when you when you when you run into them, that's yeah, pretty obvious. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. In the shotgun, <laughs> Wilson gets it, rolls to this side, looks, throws downfield, got a man, Landon Kemp, got it at the twenty-one, spun inside, 20, 15, still rattling, gets pushed out of bounds, right at the fifteen-yard line. Good job by Landon Kemp. He spun down there and got it. They never yeah. got him down. They just had to get him out of bounds. Tatum and uh, Demarion and Parker Worley were the guys who shoved him out. And his, 
his dad, Jeremy, kept standing right here. Look at look, Jeremy right here on the 19, right right in front of me. All right. Tell Jeremy hello for you. Mike? I was going to say, let's take time, time we can for Station ID here on 97.5 Glory FM. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. Little out pass from Wilson out to Malcolm Millsap on the far side. Millsap was able to get from the first down at the 15 down to right at the first down marker at the six. The second at about one. I, I, they've got they've got the East Hall defenders in some kind of zone coverage because these these passes are just wide open. I formation behind Wilson. Wilson going to hand off to. Ty Corbin again. Ty Corbin met right at the five. Number eight, Sergio Soto comes in the lead tackler on that. Yeah, what the guy that uh, he rolled off a block to make the tackle. By the way, Jeremy says hello, guys. All right. I told him the crew said hello, and he said, "Tell him I said hello." All right. Tell him the schedule. (laughs) First down. Now they got the first down just inside the five at about the four and a half, maybe the four yard line. We'll see Jeremy during basketball and during. Baseball season, of course. That's at the four on the far side hash. Two wide outs, both on the near side. I formation pitch back over here to number seven, Ackerman. Ackerman down to about the one. He bobbled it just a little bit, but but recovered in time to get it down to the one for uh, that was Sergio Soto. You, yep. Joe, you've called his name a lot tonight, and he made another tackle in. Well, as I said in the pregame, he's he's averaging coming in fifteen tackles a game, so he's very active in his linebacker position. Okay, well, they've, they've moved a little, it's on the two. Call it the two. First and goal at the two, 7.51. I get the, the air's blowing in up here on us now, Gary, so I know you're feeling it. There's the, the handoff right up the middle. Touchdown as he goes in, basically untouched and got hit That's about Ackerman. a yard deep. That was Ackerman yeah. for the touchdown. Well, they're doing a good job of rewarding the, the guys who've been toting the mail. You know, yep. They, yep. they bang it yeah. down there, bang it down there, bang it down there, and say, hey, let's let them take it in. So they do. 41 to nothing now and start of the fourth quarter I believe Michael will see the running clock or will it start yes. now start yes. the fourth quarter yeah so they still got one regular quarter yeah. if you will as We're the guys not. Ackerman comes off and jumps up right there in front of you and gives a big chest bump all equipment and all on him Arbor in for the extra point been a busy man tonight the kick is up and it is good Makes it 42 to nothing with 740 remaining here in the third. And back in one minute for Cherokee Bluff. Phone 97.5, Glory FM. Hey, it's Coach Mark Richt here. Everyone knows defense wins championships. And if you're not using EMC security to defend your home and family, you need to step up your game. They're who I use for home security and cameras, and you should too. I've scouted them all, and there's no better choice. With EMC security's no contract and local service, they are a clear number one. So give them a call or visit them online at emcsecurity.com. That's emcsecurity.com. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at siphonlogistics.com. Paul Lasutis was the guy that hit the extra points. Now he's going to kick off. Paul hits a low, good long kick that time. Going to come down right at the five to Daniels on the far side. 
and comes out to the 15 across the 20. That was Williams, not Daniels, and he's going to be knocked back to the 15. Forward progress will be right at the 20-yard line. They got about a 14-yard return out of that, so uh, you'll have the Vikings starting at the 20. They put both their quarterbacks in, and neither one of them has been able to get the Viking offense on track so now, far tonight. You know that Jamarcus didn't run it. Uh, he ran a little bit, but didn't throw it very well. But then Peyton New Allen threw it decent on his two possessions when he was in there. Let's see what happens here. Jamarcus back in the game, four wideouts in the back. Pruitt on his left, going to hand off to Pruitt. Pruitt got a little bit of a hole, going to get about two or three yards across the 20, out to about the 22 before being stopped by several purple jerseys on the far side. North for south over half central, 15 to 12. That's close to halftime, if not halftime right there. And right at halftime, 34-0 Gainesville on top of Shiloh. <laughs> Second down, eight yards to go for the Vikings. Ball on the 22. Four wide outs. Threw it in the backfield. Jamarcus back to pass. Looking, looking, get pressure. Steps up. Throws it over the top very easily. Almost knocked away. Almost intercepted, Almost intercepted by Ackerman. Yeah. The intended receiver that time was Caden Daniels. And he drew a crowd. There was three <laughs> three defenders back there with him. Well, and the thing about it is, if he had just ran the ball, he would have gotten 15 yards. Yeah. So the, the middle was wide open. It looked like it opened up there nicely. Yeah. He stepped through the line. The, 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 it was closing. He stepped right in the middle of your right, Gary, for him to run. He got the first down, probably out to the 35 anyway. Third down now, eight yards to go for the Vikings. Four, five, all six guys on the line of scrimmage for East Hall. Jamarcus now gets to run, and he's going to be sacked in the backfield oh, inside the 15. Let's see. That was uh, – I know that was number, number – looks like it was uh, Nathan Richardson, Jack Hamilton, yep. maybe one of the big linemen that I couldn't pick up. Mm-hmm. They were all over him. And Hamilton, one of the leading tacklers on the team, and that will bring up fourth down and 15 now. They'll have to punt again. And Jaden Harris – Henry Hernandez, excuse me. We'll do the punting duties. You got he's, had, he's had plenty of those tonight. Yes, he has. Fourth and 15. Mm-hmm. Kicked it well under pressure early on. Ty Corbin stands at the Viking 45. A little bit of a sheen on top of the green turf there, it looks like to me. High snap. Oh, man. Hernandez will get it away. Good good punt, though. Going to drive him back. Ooh, it took a bad bounce for him. Went back toward him. So it's going to be down across the 50 right at the 46-yard line of Cherokee Bluff. Joe, two things for you here. Interesting at halftime of that Gainesville high game before the game, Coach Nibble was able to be a daddy. He told me for about 10 minutes, Mike, he said he would walk out there with his son, Sky, in his final oh, okay. regular season game Senior at City Park. Mm-hmm. Also, just happened, Isaiah Whitlow catches a 66-yard touchdown pass from Trip Nix. It's now 28-21, White County on top of Lumpkin County. Well, that'd be a big one. It would be. And, uh, and Pickens County is up on West Hall, 14-6 at halftime. I was about Spartans. 39-yard punt, guys. First down, they haven't flipped the chain over there, or the box over there. It's first down, four. <laughs> they still got four up there. At yeah. the 36, and a hand to the up back. That's Cooper. Cooper, a bust across the 50, down across to the, about the 41 or 42-yard line. First down for the Bears. Big Caleb Cooper got a big hole behind Davis and Walter that time for the first down. Well, they're just... They're running roughshod now, and the Vikings yeah. are so discouraged. Well, Gary, the big thing I'm tired. I was going to tell you too is it get, the big thing they got to work on. They got to get in the weight room. They've got to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I see a lot of skinny-looking guys on the side of the Vikings over there. To tell you the truth, 
All right. Well, that's, that's what it's all about nowadays, man. That's right. First down at the 42 of East Hall. Three wideouts. Empty, ba- empty set and direct snap to Corbin again. Corbin, I believe, or was that Asher who took it down to about the 36? Uh, it was, it was 18. 18. That was Ty Corbin. Corbin took it down to got about six yards. It's going to be second down and four. That direct snap to Ty has done pretty, been pretty effective for the Bears this evening. That's yeah, almost like you're running uh, those a variation of the single wing. Mm. You line up, snap it, direct snap. You don't know who's going to get the ball. But what an athlete for Ty Corbin. Two, two wideouts near side ball right in the middle of the field. I formation. Asher waits on the running back. He's going to get there. That's going to be the young guy again, 23. Carroll down across the 25 to about the 24. So Jalen Carroll, the backup to Connor Hulsey, giving Connor kind of a night yeah. off here in the second half, aren't they? Yeah, one of these tall quarter. players got up. That was uh, Soto. He got up holding his arm a little bit, but he's staying out there. But that they, he was at the bottom of that pile. I think everybody just stepped all over him. Stepped on him or fell on him. Braylon Jackson out to the far side. Tyler Underwood out to the near side. Ball on the near hash mark. High formation. Stumbles a little bit. Throwing a fly pattern to the far side. Incomplete. Hit the pylon directly. Yeah. Braylon Jackson was intending, but he... It went over, kind of over his head on the outside of his shoulder as yeah. he went under it there. Asher's uh, sailed a couple of those out of bounds. He's shown you he's got an arm, I'm yep. sure. Mm-hmm. But a couple of them he just let his receiver just a little bit too much. I was able to talk to his dad and uh, grandpa there a while ago at halftime talking to, to Mike Wilson, and, or his grandpa, and, and uh, then Bill Thompson, Moon, Mike Wilson, Moon Pie. And, Moon Pie, a classmate of my, my wife, Jill. Yeah. Two wide outs, give off to Ackerman. Ackerman stumbles, got a guy he's dragging, then he gets hit right at the 20-yard line. Picked up about five yards. It'll be third down, first, second down in five now. They're not flipping the boxes like they should be. Second down. Jacob Christian. No, it's the third down. Popped him pretty good when he stood him up. Yeah. But they're getting a lot of yardage before they get make contact. Under four minutes now left here in the third quarter, so we'll have a run in fourth quarter. Well, the reason this has been quicker is because there's been a lot of action on the ground from yep. the bluff. Been running it more. Third down, five yards to go. Eye formation behind Wilson, two wides on the far side. Going to give to the up back. Cooper, Cooper, butts across the 10, the five, drug down about the two. Wow, you Caleb. What, he's a load, but yeah, I'm telling you. Caleb can, can dance on through there, can he, fellas? i tell you what. Did a nice job busting through that line behind his line of Hanson and Davis, Baldwin, Alice, they Willis. Put, it, put the ball right on the extra point line. They yep. did, at the three. Ball's at the three. First and goal, 324 in the quarter. Ackerman going to come out. Ty Corbin going to go in. Well, this is just a spanking right here now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Offense and defense. They, I'm telling you, they, they're, they're mad about that Walnut Grove thing. I'm just, you know. They're looking at that one. So that one shouldn't happen. Well, you heard Coach Jones at halftime say that one shouldn't happen. Corbin took it on the direct snap. He's going to dance in there for the end zone as he got tackled into the end zone for another score for the Bears. Runs it up to 48 to nothing with 247. Some new guys coming in. You've got uh, correction, 257. Well, Chesty just scores 31-14, Cedar Shows. Paul Asutis is the kicker. West, the snapper, hider the holder. Snap, hold, the kick is up, and it is good. 49 nothing. 
Cherokee Bluff. And back more high school football, 97.5 Glory FM in one minute. We are the company we keep. That's true, Stacy. That's why we carry a full line of Traeger grills and accessories. Traeger is the number one selling wood-fired grill in the world. I love how you can use the different pellets to create the endless flavor combinations. Traeger wood pellets are made in the USA from hardwood, given the perfect burn. The best grills and the best pellets, a grill master's dream. Come check out our selection of Traeger grills. And flavor pellets. Autry's Ace Hardware, Thompson Bridge Road in Gainesville. This is Representative Lee Hawkins. You're represented to the state legislature. I want to wish all the local athletes in our area the very best this season. Your team is very important to the success of our community, and I look forward to seeing you play this year and to see what you accomplish in the classrooms and in the community. I also look forward to serving you and your family in the state legislature. This message paid for by the committee to re-elect Lee Hawkins. Hey, we're back here at Cherokee Bluff. Lasutis will do kickoff again. Back deep is Daniels and Williams. Lasutis will tee it up. He teed it up a while ago and kicked it. Long line drive. It'll come down. Short hops up back. He grabs it, takes off. That's number 23 for East Hall. He's going to run. That is Lucas Pruitt, the running back. He's going to run it out to about the 39-yard line for Lucas. Good little return. Have a little mm-hmm. muff there at about the 22 That's or one of their best starting places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, it is. <clears throat> Still 28-14, Madison County and East Forsyth. 21 all down in East Jackson versus Union County. As Ron just updated a minute, Lumpkin and White tied at 28. The shootout. Lumpkin just scored. Lumpkin just scored. Yep. First down now for the Vikings. Ball's on the 40-yard line. Lou Allen back in the game. Hands off to Pruitt. Pruitt was able to run across there. Got fooled down or spun right there at the 45 out to about the 47. I believe he's seeing some younger players for the bluff out there now. Probably so. I'll try to pick some of those up. Landon Kemp's still in the game. We'll try to get those names of those newer and younger guys out there as we get them. Once that fourth quarter and that running clock hits, you're going to see a lot of substitutions, I think, on both sides. Yep. 220. is over now, too. 220 left here in the third quarter. Pitch over to Pruitt. Pruitt's going to have the first down for uh, Cherokee Bluff. How about that? Out to the cross the 50, down to the e, Cherokee Bluff 44. No score for you, Joseph. 17-7 Gilmer over Dawson County midway through the third quarter in L.J. Third, uh, going to be a first down now at the 44. I bet it's chilly tonight in LJ. I would imagine there's going to be a lot of apple. Uh, I'll tell you to, what, and they, play, they got that lead and they play keep away the way they do. Four wide outs, three stacked on the far side, give off to Pruitt. Pruitt's going to get out three or four yards right there in the middle. How about that? You they still, still got run it right up the middle. and Brady Ward's one of those guys, you guys there in the middle of the line. Uh, Caleb Williford's still on the line at uh, four. Cherokee Bluff, you've got number 43, Brett Pierce, a sophomore in the game. He's in a linebacker position. Still in that 3-4. Back to Lou Allen. Lou Allen's going to get to Pruitt. Pruitt dodges a guy and gets another first down, down to about the 34-yard line, 33-yard line. Deepest penetration of the night for Mm -hmm. the Vikings. Yeah, well, and they're doing it against some of the starters, but the, the rest of them, they're kind of starting to come out now. Yeah. Now you got Jack Hamilton going back in the game. Richardson's back in the game. Big boy Williford just mm-hmm. came out. Um, 
But you like. you want to you want to finish the game feeling good about yourself. First down at the 34-yard line for for East Hall. East Hall late pitch oh, didn't work that time as number 43 was able to eat him up. Rhett Pierce, that young guy, just now getting in the game and sacked him. Or yep. knocked him down, Pruitt. knocked down Pruitt for about a four-yard ball. And he stumbled, Joe. Did you see? He yep. stumbled when he got the ball. And mm-hmm. so then just enabled number 43, Pierce, just come out and just laid him out. Give you knocked a, him down for a loss. Give him probably an extra step, step and a half when you stumble like that. Yeah, well, it's about a six-yard loss, too. Five wide outs, empty set with Lou Allen. Lou Allen, second down. 14 yards to go. Snap to him with 19 seconds. Throws it over the top. Incomplete. Yeah, he hit him right in the hands. Yep. But it would have got him back to the original line of scrimmage. But Levi Kenny was in tender. He went up high, over overthrew him, and then two two guys in purple hit each other pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're going to say they missed the receiver and hit each other. And then, and then, and then it hit Kyle Mason, one of the East Hall tackles in the back of the helmet. 15.2 seconds. Third down, 14 yards to go. Wide out to one back, Pruitt. Lou Allen takes it, throws it right in the middle, complete. Right there to number three, Daniels. Daniels got met, but he got back right past the original line of scrimmage, you got to down the to third. the 30. Yeah. So he's going to pick up about 10, but it'll be fourth down and about six to go that as that quarter will run out that was with the Bears work. leading 49 to nothing. And back to the fourth and final quarter in one minute on 97.5 Glory FM. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED induct air purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 830 and 1130 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue. Four fingers in the air here at Cherokee Bluff in a 12-minute quarter. It'll go fast. He's tall, going to take it. Fourth and goal, going to go for it. Going to go fourth and about six. Lou Allen back to pass. A big, heavy rush. Steps out of the pocket, throws it right over intended receiver yeah. that time. Intended receiver was number 25, Chasing Jones. Not close. Not through it was over his head. Yeah. Had to be on the step There's a little bit of contact there, but, you know, I don't think it was catchable anyway. Well, if you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Will Chamberlain, you might could have caught it. <laughs> Clock continues to run. And they played your song in the fourth quarter, Joe. Joe yeah. Gailey, they yeah. played Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe, that's right. I'm, I'm waiting on Sweet Caroline now. Well, you know, last week we we uh, we hear, usually hear it between the third and fourth quarters, and then down here they play Cotton Eye Joe. So probably hear it after the game. First and ten, four. Cherokee Bluff on the turnover on downs now. They'll nip it back to the quarterback, and he'll just kind of tap it in front of him to the running back. A lot of new players in there yes, right now. Uh, 16 Cooper, is your new Cooper quarterback. Dean Cooper Dean quarterback. Yeah, Cooper Dean is the quarterback, and he just kind of tapped it to his running back running in front and of that him. Was, that time. actually counts as a forward pass, by mm-hmm. the way. 
Cooper comes over and he'll go back out. Cooper got him a little hoodie looking thing on the pops yeah. out of the back of his jersey there. <laughs> You've got guys split out is. to the far side. Dylan Haley split out to the far side. Going to hand off to his running back. Running back's going to get through that first line of guys. It's a 30 across to about the 33 or 34. Picked up about five yards. Joe, the scoreboard late, almost about a minute plus to go in the third quarter. Ryan Fowler with an 82-yard run. Gives White County the lead again, 35-28 into London. You talk about what a shootout, huh? Oh, yeah. And, and White County desperately trying to repeat the feat of of their daddies or granddaddies 50-some-odd years ago. Granddaddies there for 67, sure. 56 years ago. Now, Dylan Haley at the running back now for Cherokee Bluff. Now he comes over here to the side. And one of the receivers, no, he's back in still. The and, Gary, there. it wouldn't surprise me if there weren't any grandkids playing on the, <laughs> those two teams. Yep. Cooper Dean, the quarterback, hands off to his running back right up the middle, trying to get a ball, ball comes out. Dean flies in there. So does an East Hall player. Let's see who they're going to give it to. Bigger guy, East Tall. They're going to say Cooper Dean recovered it. How yeah, about that? that? He, did, he definitely did. That was a dangerous play for Cooper. Yeah. He's diving in there and missed some big old boys. Yeah, it was. But yeah, I thought East Hall was going to get that ball. But Dean, with those long arms, reached in there and snatched it up to his chest. All right. So we got a we got oh, first time tonight. We're going to see a see a punt from Lasudis is going to punt probably. Uh, Caden Daniels I, will be back to catch it. Is that an 84? That's 84. That's, that's Arbor then. Arbor gets the kickoff. Good, Good kick. high wow. kick. Wow. Lands a 30. And what a, a, huge and what bounce. a bounce. They're, gonna, they're letting him work on his punting because he hadn't had a chance to yep. do it tonight. All the way wow. down inside the 15 at the 14. So a huge punt for Michael Arbor. First one of the night for the Bears. That's that went a, 50, a long way. That's a 50 yep. yard punt. About 50-yard punts, Gary says. Now, you eight, talk about flipping the field. Yeah, 8.45 now remaining in the game. Cherokee Bluff with a huge lead. East Hall will have it first and 10. And when you said that 8.45, Joseph, remember, it just kept on rolling. That's right. That's why you want to keep it on the ground. Just let it roll, baby. Let it roll. Doesn't, doesn't stop except for injuries and timeouts and penalty deliberations. They ain't going to be many of them. Well, the last game we saw, it just kept running. It just run the whole time. That was at North Hall. That's right. And and nobody cared. Yep. First first down to 15. East Hall. Jamarcus in the backfield and throws it short. His intended receiver was Jason Jones. And he said, Jamarcus has had a tough time throwing the ball tonight, guys. Yeah, I know. He's been throwing it low or high or whatever tonight. Started out, Jason missed two or three, but he threw two right at his feet. Yeah, and he threw that one. Yeah, he bounced past that one. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe he's getting ready for basketball. He plays basketball, you know, Jamarcus and Javon do. Second down now, and right at the 15. Jamarcus, the quarterback, will Pruitt over to his right. He's going to pitch it over to Pruitt right at the last second. Pruitt trying to come inside. He does. He gets across the 15 out to about the 16 or 17. Knocked down on the far side. Was that number 61 or 81? Isaiah, was that 81, 80? I believe it was is. It? That'd be James Williams, senior, made the tackle. Yeah, James Williams. Thank you, Mr. PA man. <clears throat> Defensive line. Third down now. Eight yards to go. Five wideouts. Empty set. Jamarcus back to pass. Got 81. James coming on. Jason Jones catches a high pass. Dodging and ducking, got the first down up the sideline on the far side. That was a good move. That yeah, it was a nice little move, a little ducking 
Deuce there and got up to about the 29 for the first down. A little jump pass there in the middle, yep. and it was and it went for a good game. That's the first pass that Jamarcus has completed to Jason all night, if my memory uh, serves uh, me correctly. Well, that sort of tells you something, doesn't it? I know Lou Allen completed some. Lou Allen completed some to him, yep. but that's the first one I think that. <clears throat> Three receivers on this side stacked on top of each other, one on the far. Ball's on the far hash mark. Pruitt to the right of his quarterback. Jamarcus Harrison takes it. Looks, now he's going to run it right in the middle. It opened up perfect for him that time. He's going to hang it at 5, 10, 12 yards. You know, he's had that opportunity yep. one other time tonight, Gary, and he threw it over through his receiver. There he saw it. It opened up very nicely. He was able to get the first down out to about the 42. I think it was Millsap in there playing a little deep. Showed mm-hmm. him from behind. Got uh, Christian Jackson, freshman, at the back or a cornerback here on this side near, near the sideline. Couple other guys, winds yep. blowing in on us up here. Feeling it doesn't matter if you go out of bounds or not on this running. Clock. That's right. Under six minutes, going to hand off to Pruitt. Pruitt wide across the 50, 45 down to about the 43. Well, they obviously would like to put one on the board here. Nobody likes to be shut out. Yep. Number six, Malcolm Millsap playing D back right there. Come up, and made the tackle. Also, you got in there number 33, Connor Cook, a freshman linebacker, in on the stop. Well, you know, and, and the Cherokee Bluff coaching staff. I mean. I mean, the kids probably like a shutout, but the coaches said right now, they don't, they don't care. They, they just their... won't play in time for them kids. That's right. right. That's right. And, and your starters are on the sidelines where they're not going to get hurt. Exactly. Jamarcus back to pass. He's flushed out coming to this side looking. Now he's going to have to run. Tucks it a little bit. Runs out of bounds. Up the sideline. Did a nice job of not running in anybody over there. Picked up about uh, well, maybe six yards right there. Up to the 35 of Cherokee Bluff. He'll be second down and four. Right at the five-minute mark here in the fourth quarter. Well, it's, it's flown by. The, the Viking fans are wondering why he hadn't done that all night long. Well, <laughs> I, I, I wondered a little bit about that, too. But also keep in mind, you're doing this against a lot of kids that are not used to playing a lot of starting defense. Jason Jones and Pruitt are back there. Now Jones goes in motion, hands off to Pruitt. Late, no, he kicks it, fakes the pass, and then he gets it over to Jones, and Jones gets walked right there in the in the backfield as he – Started, faked the pass thing, threw it over a guy to Jones, and Jones had a guy eat him up right there right at the 35. Right, yeah, right on the line. Still third down and four now. He's tall trying to score here before the end of the contest. Four yeah. minutes, 17 seconds. They're taking a, a, a week off next week with the bluff, right? Not sure. That's Michael's question right there. Jamarcus comes to this side, throws it as he's being hit, yeah, up for grabs, and no, nobody. Duck. Yeah, wounded duck as he had two guys grabbing onto him. I mean, he, they sandwiched him. Yep. Incomplete pass. It'll bring up fourth down now in four. He's tall. will go for it again, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Kyle Mason, Connor Brooks, Aaron Brock all on the line up there doing yeoman's work tonight. I believe they do have a bye week. Bluff, yeah, the next week I'm sorry, Next week they're on. Uh, they're off, and then they play in two weeks at North Oak County. This is their ninth game, guys. This yes. is their ninth mm-hmm. game of the season. Well, you talk about the season has flown by, man. It always does. Fourth down and four. He's tall going for it. Harrison in the backfield with Pruitt. Pruitt goes in motion to the near side. Marcus, oh, get sacked in the backfield by who? Number 31 that time came out of nowhere. Tony well, it, Russian. They blitzed him. I the mean, ninth they, grader came in and made the sack. Big number 53 as he comes over. Parker Waller, big lineman, picks him up in there and says, good job, Rook, <laughs> for a rookie because he's a ninth grader. How about that? Parker Waller, the senior, 
Giving a big boost for that freshman. Well, this just may be the last possession for either team of the game here. Well, they'll they'll keep it on the ground. They're probably just as happy keeping it. You're under three three minutes to play now, and nobody's going to call timeout. Number Evan Bennett was in the game. He came back out over here on the near side. A.J. Schultz in it, a receiver, eye formation. Get those guys in a minute. You still got Dean in the backfield. Hands off to the up back. He's got, still got his feet, but he got somebody got a hold of an ankle there and was holding him down. Who was that man? Number 19 to Wyatt Hayes, senior running back. Wyatt gets about three yards, second down, seven yards to go. And he got a whole new troop coming in there. Let's see. Dean is the quarterback. You've got uh, Evan Bennett at a fullback position right now. And it looked like, not positive, Jackson Perkle might be that tailback position. thought it was 39. Let's see who gets it. Tailback got it. I'll have to get that number when he gets up right there. Gets about two, maybe yeah. three yards. Is that 39? Yeah, Jackson yeah. Perkle yeah. was the guy toting the ball right there. Good job, Jackson. And another freshman. So, Coach Tony, uh, Coach Tommy Jones getting to do what he wanted to do. Might play a lot of young guys, a lot of freshmen in the game right now. Absolutely. Yeah, and freshmen now the kids, these kids now that are in control of the ball, they're going to say, hey, I think we're going to get a shutout too. Tony Russian comes in. He's the tailback now. Moves, <laughs> moves the guy that uh, up to the, just toted it up to the fullback position. Couple of wide outs. He's all jams it in there tight with six guys. Dean's going to pitch back to Russian. Russian runs head on into a guy. Good hard run. Oh man, look at him go! Look at the scrum. No, he got. He moved that one and got the first down out to the forty-four. Or yeah, man. Well, he just got in there and pushed and pushed and pushed. And it wasn't the tush push. That was Russian moving right there. He he lowered his shoulders and got his legs up under him. You talk about running behind your pads. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he lowered his head and stuck it in there and just kept those legs churning. Locked under a minute. That's your blocking slid right there, man. That's 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 a drive block. His body looks like Michael. No, the he looks like the kid that played here a couple of years ago that went on and played college ball somewhere. And and I'm I'm nice and nice like okay I'm, who is okay, that? There's several that did. Yeah, I think who's one? Yeah, the running back that was so good down here. First down at the 44. They're going to hand off to one of the backs. Dean is and get up and to about the 44. The running back. All right, Jaquan Smith and Furman. Jaquan, who I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Jaquan, who I was thinking about. That's, 44. Evan Bennett was That'll be the end of the ball game. 14 seconds winding down. We'll let Gary go out and talk to the coach right now. 49 nothing. Bears win it. Yeah, there's still time on the clock, but everybody's meeting in the middle of it. Yeah, they're already field. walking out. Five, four, three, two, one. That'll end it right there. Well, the one thing Matt Turner mentioned about was a gap. They they closed it, but not this one. It was all Cherokee bluff from the very beginning of this ball game. Mm-hmm. As they held the Vikings three and out for the first three series, and they scored there in the first two series on three plays. They scored two touchdowns to start things off and never trailed. And only had to punt the ball one time. Tonight. Yep. We got Coach Tommy Jones here. Coach, you, you put your foot on the gas at the first of the game and, and kind of never let up. It, it was a uh, really, really proud of our kids. We had a tough loss last week and challenged challenged them to respond, and I thought we responded well. thought we executed pretty well tonight uh, in all phases. Um, thought we played with good effort. And, um, you know, you got a lot of young kids in there. That got some playing time. We had a chance in the second half to get some younger kids in, which is always good because those guys work so hard. And, yeah, just just 
good night to be a bear. Well, and, and you you did what you could do. You, you took care of your business right now, and you got one more game in the region to play, but you got a bye week. How are you going to spend the, the week? Uh, we'll uh, continue working on North Oak. We'll start working on North Oconee, and uh, we'll continue to try to get better fundamentally and schematically and, and uh, give our young kids a chance to practice too because they're the future of our program. So. Gary? Hey, Gary, ask him about his seniors, please. Oh, uh, yeah. Mike wants to, uh, you to brag on your seniors a little bit since it's senior night. Yeah, senior night. These guys have been with us for four years, and uh, I'm indebted to them, really proud of them. And, um, yeah, I mean, they've done such a great job. I mean, for us, they've, they've, they've had a couple great years and a couple years that, that weren't as good as we'd hoped they would be, but they've been through this whole thing thick and thin with us. So, Other than the win, what's the best thing about tonight? Oh, just 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 it's a good night to be a bear. Glad it's always good to see kids excited when you play well and you and you get a big win. Well, take a little time to enjoy this one and get ready for North Oconee. Thanks, Mike. All right, there you go. All right, thanks, Gary. Thanks, Tommy. We got much more before you coming up next. We'll be more be back with more here from Cherokee Bluff in two minutes. Final score: Bears forty-nine, Vikings nothing. You're tuned to ninety-seven-five Glory FM. The way you live your life has changed. You have new priorities, new technology, new opportunities. Jackson EMC has created the ideal home for you, one that reflects your new lifestyle. It's called Right Choice Homes. Every Right Choice home is guaranteed to be energy efficient, comfortable, and receives our lowest energy rate. Right Choice Homes, energy efficient, guaranteed, only from Jackson EMC. Opportunities are often found in the most unexpected places. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. After 48 years in business, we've seen a lot of opportunities along with some pretty big challenges. Sometimes they're one and the same. If you have an opportunity for a new business partner or a current challenge in your office, turn to us at Duplicating Products. We'll do everything possible to deliver the best solution and an honest partnership. Call us at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. It's flu season in North Georgia, and now is the time to take care of yourself and get your flu shot at Riverside Pharmacy. Nobody wants to be hit with the flu bug, but if you haven't had your shot yet and you've been bitten with the flu, the pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy in Gainesville can help you too. They can fill your prescription with expert care and have you up and going before you know it. And they're your headquarters for all of your over-the-counter needs. Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Hey, it's Coach Mark Richt here. Everyone knows defense wins championships. And if you're not using EMC security to defend your home and family, you need to step up your game. They're who I use for home security and cameras, and you should too. I've scouted them all, and there's no better choice. With EMC Security's no contract and local service, they are a clear number one. So give them a call or visit them online at emcsecurity.com. That's emcsecurity.com. And back here one more time from Cherokee Bluff. Purple rain falling one more time. And I tell you what, you talk about an atmosphere here, guys. This this ballpark was originally meant for Flying Branch High. Yeah. Of course, they're back in the old original place down. And this place, I love how the Bears made this their home, and yep. it is really something special here. It's it's a nice place down here. It's wide open. you got the beautiful scenery behind it. You know, I think we see one house over there now, but basically mm-hmm. it's just wide open and, and a lot of a lot of greenery back there. But it's a nice place. To, it's, it's easy to get in and out, which all the schools are now. And, uh, you know, Coach Tommy Jones has, has brought a great culture to this area and uh, got a great fan base. And I'm looking down here to my right now, and 
the, the players and parents are all kind of mingling around with some of their classmates here on senior night from Cherokee Bluff and just having a big time and enjoy this huge win over East Hall. And East Hall, <coughs> compliments to Coach Matt Turner, has his guy take a knee and parents around having a, a prayer after the game. And they like uh, Gary said, get in the weight room and, and uh, you know, matter of inches. You know, some of those passes to, to Caden Jones tonight, if, if they're uh, completed, might have been a little bit of a little bit of a difference, not well, much. You know, Joe, going to this game, the gap had closed for the Vikings. They weren't getting beat nearly as bad as they had in the past couple of years. And Matt's turned this thing around. He really is. But then now you've got the, the battle. You lose this with 49 nothing. You're back at home next week for your senior night. You're facing North Oconee. Yeah. And, then, and then you go to Madison County. Mm-hmm. The t- probably, well, t- the toughest team in the second second or third toughest team in the region, and you've got them, got them back-to-back here senior night and then on the road, and that's uh-huh. tough. And, you know, you, you wanted to, to do better tonight, and then Coach Turner's got to just work on some things. And, you know, we talk about a matter of inches. I think that, that uh, if, if uh, East Hall had moved the ball yes. early in the game like they did on that last position, granted Cherokee Bluff had some younger players in there, I think it might have been they would have at least scored a couple of times. All right, before we leave you, let's go ahead and look at the standings right now. Of course, North Oak County, they're going to beat mm-hmm. Walnut Grove. Yep. Right now, you've got Madison County on top of East Forsyth. That would be the Broncos' third straight loss. North Hall's got the evening off. It was, see right now, Senior Shows, they had a pick six, and they're now leading the chance uh, of T-War Eagles 45-14 to there at the home of the War Eagles. And then, you know, you got this one right here. So you see how things are changing now with two weeks left of the season yep. and how important next week's going to be. Well, in the, the East for South Madison County game, it's in the third quarter, according to what I'm looking at. Madison County's up 36-20. to 20. Uh, You know, Madison County should win that one. Um, you know, and uh, hopefully that uh, Coach Brian Allison's team can put a little dent in that one before the end of the game. But Madison County with that triple option, they're the ball control offense. So, the big thing is next week, mm-hmm. North Hall opens up the weekend on Thursday yep. down at Cedar. And Show. that's a must win for them Bingo. just to be in the top four. I, and granted, they should be anyway, but they have to win down there. And Cedar Shoals has shown they can play the last couple of weeks. Exactly. If the Trojans win, they're going to play them, by the way, at 7 o'clock on mm-hmm. Thursday night. So yep. if they win that, they're in. Down at the jungle, I think they yes. call it down at Dennis. Yes, they do. Yes. And I've, I've had the good fortune of only having to go there once <laughs> doing for basketball, working with Greg Williams back in the day. And, and uh, it was a, it was a, the lights were dim, and you kind of wondered about it when you went in and out. We didn't have any problems, but you're just like, ooh, okay, this is spooky. <laughs> yeah. So but, uh, think about it. They, they play Thursday, and then you've got the Friday games with the Bluff being the odd team out next week. Yep. And you've got – East Hall playing North Oconee, mm-hmm. and it's going to be okay. You look at what Madison County is going to be doing, East Forsyth. It's going to be a big week next week going into our final game of the regular season mm-hmm. with East Forsyth and North Hall in two weeks. It is. And, you know, if, if, uh, if everybody wins that should win next week, North Hall should win, should. Let's have to see how they play. If North Hall wins that and stays in the top three, they'll be playing for second place. Uh, seating in, uh, at the end of the season. Uh, next week, we'll be just down the road here at Flyer Branch mm-hmm. as Jason Tester's Falcons will be at home against Loganville. Loganville loses it out, of course, to yep. Jefferson. Pretty bad. Big. big. Yeah. And look about this, guys. Last two weeks, you've got Eastside, which is undefeated in the regular season in the region because they beat Clark Central last night, mm-hmm. 14-7. So you've got Eastside, Jefferson, and now you've got the Falcons trying to get in as number three team, and that's why next week's ball game is so important for them 
going into the last week of the regular season. It is, and and, and they've been playing good basketball, good good basketball, good football the last uh-huh. few weeks. Coach Tester's team had they're yes. off this week, if I'm correct. And they should, and, yes, and they yeah. should get Malik back. Yep, they'll have Malik the back. The high ankle sprain. You know, we they, know about that now, don't we? Exactly. And so we, you know, with him, with Malik coming back, and that's going to add a, a, a whole new dimension. Good week for us to be there. Maybe we'll see a, a Falcons win. It will be, you know, their next last game of the season. They'll wrap things up in two weeks against Heritage and Conyers, which they should win that one with no problem. So mm-hmm. next week, can you say, okay, where are they going to be in the opening round of the state playoffs? And right now our plans are to follow the Falcons. Just let you know this ahead of time right now in the first round of the state playoffs. They're going to make it up. But if they make it to the state playoffs, we'll follow them on November the 10th because – Quad A's playing on Saturday, November the 11th, Joseph. That means we would cover North Hall if they make the state playoffs. Right, right. Maybe the only team it probably would in, in Quad A in our local area. So mm-hmm. we got a lot looking at there on the 10th and 11th, the first round of the state playoffs. We'll have, have football probably back-to-back nights and then – you for basketball on Tuesday. basketball on Tuesday. So I know what it is. You're just trying to keep me busy in my old age. Is that it? <laughs> we tell you something. I always say, and I'm so blessed to be able to say, we bring you more local sports coverage than any radio station in North Georgia. Very true. I was talking to a commercial partner the other day and looking at 2024, and I looked at, and I'm going, to, okay, I've been working too hard here because I looked at from high school basketball, high school baseball, high school football, North Georgia basketball, Georgia State men's basketball, baseball, football, <clears throat> games with gold diggers, baseball, mm-hmm. way our schedule is rest of the year. By the time we end on December 30th with college basketball after the night before with the Interland Basketball Championship, mm-hmm. we will have broadcast 125 local sports broadcasts this season. Every, every third night is what Mike, what that, what that equates to, and, and that's, that's, a, that's a good thing for us. And you know, I was talking with the PA announcer here before the game, one good thing in the service, he agrees with me on this, the service that we offer, and I call it a service, is the folks that listen in get to hear us call and be positive about these kids that play throughout Hall County. Yes, they get to listen to us four guys talk about it and, and all the fun stuff in the years that, 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 that Gary and you and, and Ron played and me watching. Uh, but it gets all about the old times, the old good, good old stories, if you will. But getting to really publicize and, and praise these guys for what they do out there, I think it's a really fun thing and for the that, community. With that, too, Joseph, tomorrow morning at 9.05, join Ron and I for the Saturday morning sports mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. We're going to have in the studio Tony Lottie, oh, former cool. head coach at West Hall Appalachian, now the head coach of Seconder. Fantastic. He's going to join us, and we beat him to talk. All day. Well, you know that, that's so the point. Ron, Ron's going to be there to say, "Hey, is that it? Is yes. he going to get breakfast?" <laughs> no, it's Coach Lottie, Mike, and Mike and Tony will talk all day. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about our health. Just, that's the point. Hey, hey, I'll just listen when Tony Lottie's song, and I'll just listen. There you go. There and you we go. go there, and we're going to try to get, get, teach Ron how to do a video stream tonight, and we'll have that <laughs> yeah. on yeah, X that. tomorrow morning at Team Glory Sports. We'll hopefully have a video stream of that. That'd be great to have that. We encourage you. To go to our website, WGTJRadio.com, click on the Listen Live link for those outside the listening area, like the people at Seconder, for example, and, and then we'll see what happens getting ready for tomorrow night's college football game as Georgia has the day off. We'll bring you the game tomorrow between Georgia State and Louisiana Lafayette. That one on ESPNU. Turn down their sound, for goodness sakes. Turn ours up and hear Dave Cohen and Harper Bell bring you the game between the Raging Cajuns and the Georgia State Panthers, who will be bowl eligible if they win the ball game tomorrow night. Big win last week against Marshall, the Thunder and Herd. Oh, and, boy, it was and, it ever. Yeah, yeah. And then if they can win there this week, then another huge win. And I tell you what, Coach Elliott and, the, and the, the Panthers have been doing a good job this year. And then Thursday, 
we got a special for you. They're on ESPN Thursday night ah. right here on the network. We'll have Georgia Southern mm-hmm. in Georgia State. It's state, not southern, Ron. <laughs> well, my daughter would probably disagree with you. but <laughs> She can. So that's a point. But this one right here, again, what a great night. Bears over the Vikings. Cherokee Bluff, 49, and East Hall, nothing. That'll do it for us this evening here from Cherokee Bluff. Thanks for being with us for the entire sports team at 97.5 Glory FM. For Gary Glenn, Ron Poole, Joe Gailey, and producer Nathan Laddie, I'm Mike Warford. Stay tuned at the top of the hour. We'll bring you GNN's Georgia's Friday That Last with Chester Proctor. I'm back in the studio at 11.05 with the final score on the midnight here on 97.5 Glory FM. Good night, everybody. This has been Friday Night Football in North Georgia. Tonight's game is brought to you by Conditioned Air Systems, NGPG Ortho and Sports Medicine, Jackson EMC, Duplicating Products, Riverside Pharmacy, EMC Security, Siphon Logistics, Autry's Ace Hardware, and by Representative Lee Hawkins. Join us next week for more great football action on Friday Night Football in North Georgia. This has been a sports presentation of 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ Radio.